0: In 2019, a rare and body first-edition guide to London's secret brothels from 1841 was sold for more than £4,000. Called Swell's Night Guide Through the Metropolis, it listed clubs, pubs, bars and theatres where ladies of easy virtue could be found. and welcome back to the Historical Crimes and Criminals Podcast. I'm Steve, your host, and it's another History by episode. I read a stat that there's approximately 2 million podcasts for listeners to choose from. Crime podcasts are obviously a very popular genre to this, and this podcast is a very small fish in a very big pond. It also... Unlike the very slickly produced podcasts, we'll never sound anything more than basic. But hopefully I make up for that with my choices of entertaining stories and quirky historical facts. I've often been asked how many listeners the podcast gets and the honest truth is, I don't have an idea. One of the problems is I produce through Anchor, which only shows listeners from Anchor and Spotify. Other listeners from Apple, Google Podcast, and the 20 or so other podcatcher apps are unknown, and frankly, I don't really care about finding out. I do the podcast for myself, really, but I'm also appreciative of the support and the feedback. I recently found out I was in the Saudi Arabian podcast charts, so it's a big thank you to the listeners there. And I also did read the review for the podcast a couple of days ago. And I feel for you, G Dunkley from the USA, who wrote, I dearly love this series, but I wish earnestly the author would change the cover image to something without that touch of the horrific. It creeps me out every time I look at it. To G, I say sorry, but I'm glad the content keeps you coming back nevertheless. I have listeners in places all over the world, like Qatar, Kenya, New Zealand, Ireland, China, Mexico, Canada, the Philippines, well, basically all across the world, and I would love to hear back from you. Send me an email after listening to this episode on the Historical Crimes Podcast at yahoo.com. It's on the show notes for today's episode, or join the Twitter group by downloading the app and searching for the Historical Crimes and Criminals podcast. You'll also find pictures each week of the criminals and victims we talk about. But I would like to hear back from you, how perhaps you found the podcast, what your favourite episode is, what changes you would like to see apart from the cover art, what historical crimes or events you would like to see covered in future episodes, and anything else. But, that's enough rambling. On to today's story. London has always been a hotpot for the sexually adventurous, and by the Georgian era, we saw Harris's Guide for the Covent Garden Prostitutes being published. Although copies of Swell's Night Guide Through the Metropolis exist, they are mainly found in libraries and formal institutions, and many copies would have probably been destroyed at the time by men covering up the tracks of their previous exploits when they got married. We would surmise that the book would perhaps be bought by a young man, well-to-do, but perhaps brought up in a strict Victorian upbringing and now let loose in London. The book is his passport and describes the females and all the clubs, bars, pubs, theatres in which they could be found working in. Indeed, the introduction reads as follows. The present work is compiled by a man of fashion, who spent a fortune in pursuit of the meretricious pleasures to be found in London. The Swell's Night Guide contains no lectures to frighten the youth in participating of the good things in the world. On the contrary, it's to be found to conduct its readers to scenes and delights for which the brilliancy and splendour eclipses the fabled palaces of the Arabian Magi. The salacious book then describes the prostitutes and the clubs, pubs, bars and theatres where they're to be found and how to fit into said society, listing the advantages and drawbacks of various theatres for men of pleasure. At one, men were allowed backstage if they tipped the usher. The Swell's night guide also gave advice on how to approach actresses It warned men not to offer them money, but to say they wanted to hire them for private theatricals. It throws a light on how Charles Dickens' relationship with Nellie Ternan began. Dickens, aged 45, had left his wife after he hired the 18-year-old actress to perform in private theatricals. The guide painted a vivid picture of the Theatre Royal and Covent Gardens under the management of Madame Visterous. It said the private boxes of the theatre had a snug and secret retiring ante-rooms with lockable doors and voluptuous couches. The guide's advice continued. To say that a gentleman had been to London and not visited the saloon of either Covent Garden or Drury Lane Theatres, would be to betray an ignorance which the veriest Greenhorn would be ashamed. And, in order to avoid being prosecuted for indecency, these books used thinly disguised euphemisms. It read, Visit Miss Allen, a perfect English beauty, she is in her 19th year of symmetrical form. No one will ever regret passing an hour in her company and drinking deep at that mystic fountain of human pleasure. It also recommends a trial of Mrs Smith, who was described as very agreeable woman with pouting lips, who had a knack of coaxing a customer into a purchase which is novel and delightful. The guide even provided addresses for introducing houses where women waited for clients. Some were just the upstairs rooms of pubs, whilst others masqueraded as respectable businesses with brass plaques, the sign of a professional middle class, on the doors, claiming the house was a doctor's, milliner's or a dressmaker. At Mademoiselle's Matalou's establishment in Soho, you got a sidelong glance assurance of the cleanliness of the females. Nothing is allowed to get stale. You may have your meat dressed to your own liking. Her flock is in prime condition and always ready for sticking. When any of them are fried, they are turned out to grass. Consequently, the rot glanders, and other disease incidental to cattle, are not generally known here. A venue named The Saloon was described as a palace of refreshment, where the most voluptuous sofas invite to love and dalliance. The Swell's Guide encouraged similar works, and in 1850, we see The Man of Pleasure's illustrated pocketbook in this book cunningly disguised as a man's wallet it told you where you could find ladies and again it has the most wonderful euphemisms like that of a miss murray of foley place oxford street this lady follows the free trade avocation. she is a little frigate fit for a king to board and an admiral to be the prized master of. When her skipper is away on a cruise, she often flashes her figure to other masters. You may be enticed to the theatre to meet Miss Parks, who is noted for her singing when she visits the side boxes. It says, in duets, she employs her tongue, and voice, full with satisfactory as when it emits the shrillest notes. She performs her part with admirable skill and dexterity, and in such cases chooses the lowest part. And the daring Miss Fowler, who in stepping into a cab or coach, she makes the most of her leg. It continues, she generally sets fire to all the male passengers so that you see them fidgeting and adjusting their rebellious members for the rest of the journey. The book also has a full page advert for condoms, and it makes for interesting reading. Quote The French letter, also known by the term French glove or condom, is the only remedy thereof french manufacture and made of a fine transparent skin perfect at the top in fact a natural cul-de-sac made from the intestine of an animal before using they should be wetted with moderately warm water when fitted with a narrow piece of ribbon which is attached for that purpose it will be found to be conveniently forming a thin impenetrable skin nor does the female perceive it unless previously cognizant w ward 67 strand is the only authorized london agent free by post by initials or anonymous finest quality 21 shillings per dozen for those unfortunate men perhaps picked up prostitutes in the freezing winter streets and didn't have moderately warm water to wet their French letter, they might find themselves contracting a sexual disease. But luckily, or unluckily as the case might be, the book also helpfully provided a page to those inadvertently displaying the symptoms of gonorrhea. It advises drinking a pint of water Containing linseed and sugar or lemon, and it also advocates barley water or thin gruel to offset the symptoms. In Victorian times, homosexual men would find no such helpful booklets, and if they didn't know the city, they would have to find out for themselves. We read a diary account of a love affair. Its author, was Englishman Edward Leaves, living in Venice, but visiting London in the late 1840s. His diary entries read, Tried my luck once more. I sat in the park, but so shy. He then finds a whirlwind romance with a soldier. Fun and folly, saw J.B., We went up to Albany Street. Later, he fills the scanty details of his meeting with JB. He is a trooper named Jack Brand. I saw you in all your beauty, smiling as your gallant charger reared and pranced. And then, in the sentry box, I spoke to you. The entries continue. After parade... We met for five minutes, you told me your name. And then, that evening, at the arch at Hyde Park, corner, I met my poor boy. They rent a room together, the diary entries continue, and the casual pickup has seemingly blossomed into a loving relationship. Edward travels to Scotland to stay with friends but arranges to meet his soldier on the day of his return. But on his return, Jack Brand does not show up, and upon inquiry, it is found that Brand has died of cholera, leaving his grieving and heartbroken lover behind. Near the end of his own life, Edward rips and burns a section of his diary pertaining to the three months after his great love has died. But we know he mourned his great love until his dying day. Well, that's it for another History Bite episode. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you did, please subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends and social media, and don't forget to send an email. And until next time, bye-bye.